Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who's abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? Not much. A lot of uh, a lot of construction, which is good. Which is yeah, good you get, when you're not you working. An, uh, you can actually be around, right? Because normally it's like, oh, you can just leave the key, and it's like, no, nah, I'm going to be here. So I'm going to sit here and watch mm. it. <laughs> getting getting plastered. Yeah, someone came in and did some plastering. Man, you know what? I mean, I know a lot of people. I hope people have a healthier appreciation for like tradespeople and like handymen in the U.S. or builders here in New Zealand. Oh yeah, man. I, I I can just think about doing that day after day. Like it's one thing for you to do it like to your own house and be like, oh man, that was I'm tired, right? I had to I had to steam wallpaper off of a wall, right? So like when you put wallpaper on, I don't know if you've ever put wallpaper on anywhere, have you? No, oh wait, I wanted you might no, have. I don't think so. Probably not. Yeah. So basically when you put on wallpaper, right, you like put paste on. You like paste the back of the paper. Or I think now you just paste the wall. And then you put the paper up against the wall, right? And of course you do this and you're like, Yeah, great, I have wallpaper. And now imagine everyone in the seventies <clears throat> who wallpapered everything, right? Mm-hmm. So you pretty you're pretty much putting like glue on paper onto a wall. And now imagine fifty years later. Someone's like, yeah, wallpaper is not really a thing anymore. It is, but it's not nearly what it used to be where you wallpapered every single room. And so my house has layers of wallpaper underneath paint that someone has painted over the last 30 years. So got a laundry room redone, right? So get get a new floor, get it all, get it all up to, up to code. And then you're like, all right, let's peel off some of this wallpaper and see if we can repaint this wall. And then you start Mm -hmm. peeling it off here. Like, oh no, all the glue is going to stay on here. And the solution is to get a wall steamer. It's like a giant, like a giant, um, I'm, like, you know, the thing that you put down, like if you're a short order cook at a waffle house and like, you got to put down like, uh, like the metal thing with the handle to like put on top of your burgers or your hash browns. You yeah. Know you know, about? you know, I've worked at waffle house. Yeah. You've, yeah, of course. Uh, definitely. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like a, it's like a, it's like a press. definitely waffle. Right. There's definitely waffle houses in New York. <laughs> are there not waffle houses in new york no i i've been to a waffle house i think twice in my life we've talked about it really? a couple of times yeah it's not waffle, like I waffle house Michael. was now I, I went to school in the south so i went to waffle house like once a week <laughs> so oh, man, if, there, if there was a waffle house nearby I, pff, you're damn right i'd go all the time but yeah the closest waffle house let's see what's the closest waffle house i don't think there's any i mean there's a place called brooklyn waffle house didn't know that was a thing but people don't seem to like it it's a 3.3 on google Yeah, because it's not an are... actual waffle house everyone's like this isn't a waffle house okay, oh here I'm we go talking about a griddle spatula by the way it's like oh griddle, shit you know. there's okay so there's a waffle house in oh no I, was about to say, Pennsylvania. I thought there was a waffle house in every state except for like michigan because <laughs> of what michigan well, I mean, is big boys yeah but it would be it would be in the woods like it would be a yeah uh nope even this this is pennsylvania I'm not seeing any Waffle Houses in New York or New Jersey. Yeah, and there's none in Michigan. I didn't grow up with a Waffle House until I got to Georgia, and all of a sudden you're like, man, Waffle Nothing. House is great. Wow. There is one like, yeah, there's, oh man, there's nothing in, uh, where the hell is this? I don't even know what that is. Uh, there's nothing in Delaware either. Yeah, there's, uh, <laughs> this is crazy. Nothing there's, there. There's There's something that I like, now not to get too off course here. I want to finish my my wallpaper steaming story. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, but if there's like a few things that I'd bring to New Zealand, Waffle House is on that list, right? When you're like, man, what's like the really basic thing that you could recreate in another country? And it would be like the big, like when Taco Bell came here in Wellington, 
It's like the biggest deal ever. Everyone was like, you got to go to Taco Bell. And I'm like, it's Taco yeah. Bell. I'm not rushing to go to go to a Taco Bell just because it's here now, right? Like, there's a Costco in Auckland. And it, that place is, like, apparently packed because everyone's just like, it's Costco. It's good. We got to go to Costco. And I'm like, it's Costco is on every corner in the U.S. I'm not rushing to a Costco. Waffle House is one of those things I think I'd bring here because I think I'd make a killing. I think I'd oh, yeah. Well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We'll do it. Yeah. You should do it. So. So so, anyways, to, to to get back to the wall. So basically, you got this big giant steamer in your hand, and you basically like put this thing against the wall, so that way it loosens up the glue, and then you scrape the glue off of the wall. So like I had to do this for like two days straight of like mo- removing glue and like the backing of wallpaper from the seventies from from these walls. It's a lot, and I was just like, man, like that. I was exhausted after like you know let's say two eight hour days of doing that now imagine just doing that for like every single day like monday through friday so yeah I, i've got a lot of res- a lot of respect for trades people because man i was like oh my joints are hurting right now my back hurts my arms hurt this is a lot of work um, but now i got the time to do it so that's what i've been doing it's been good now i respect him because i don't know how to do any of that stuff and i don't really you know who's got the time but um i wonder how many i mean you would imagine a lot of them actually like doing that stuff, right? Oh, 100%. again, I, I think it could be real therapeutic, to be honest with you. Like, it's there's there's a real sense of accomplishment and a real sense of kind of just, if you really know what you're doing, you can just kind of get to it, right? Like, I don't think there's many, you know, meetings or stand-ups or Zoom calls, right? It's like you come yeah. to a job site, you get told, all right, here's what you got to do, and you do it. And it's kind of like you kind of peacefully have some, you know, you, I'm sure some of them probably have headphones on or at least you got earmuffs on and you're just kind of with your own thoughts, putting stuff together. Oh, 100 percent. I think I think it's probably one of the biggest disservices that our generation has been told, which is, well, you, you can't do anything unless you have a college degree. Right. Like, I think millennials are specific are, are you know, out of all the generations, millennials are the generation that's probably most hurt by that, where. Every yes. single parent of a millennial, at least in America, has told them, well, you're not going to be anything unless you, go to, unless you go to college. And I would argue there's a lot of tradespeople, like a lot of people who can do trades and make quite a good living, right? Sure, your body breaks down. If doing something for 30 years that involves knees and fingers and joints, I'm sure after a while it's pretty painful. But to, to think that a young 18-year-old who doesn't know what they want to do with their life, that they should go be an English major over going to a job site and doing some painting or learning how to build something like you could argue doing that for a couple of years will give you a real healthy respect of yeah either i want to do this or i want to go learn something very specific in school and then you go to university so yeah there's a reason why college debt is out of control because a lot of people go to school and get out in four years and go i did that for you four years i still don't know what i want to (laughs) do so yeah and then then you just have a bunch of debt then you're just like something in debt well, tripling debt like 50 grand a year type debt totally like two hundred thousand yeah, dollars of debt yeah when you realize you could have gone to a trade school and then gone out and made like a shit ton of money being a yeah. plumber and, or and, an electrician and possibly or learned like yeah yes you do want to do that or no you don't so yeah again i think a lot of young trades people especially when you get again to say that young people don't work hard i'm like no there's young people out there working hard who are willing to do a bunch of stuff that I wasn't going to do. Like I'm not cutting wood and I'm not digging up old flooring, but you know, you get a couple of young people here who are happy to do it. I'm like, yeah, they should. Here's, here's the money. Thanks for the help. <laughs> so totally. same. anyways, that's been my, that's been my life the last couple of weeks. What's going, what's like going on over there in New York? Is it, is it hot? Is it cold? I know the, the yep. world is falling apart, but what's, what's happening? 
it's getting getting a little chilly over here, but um, you know, it's a, it's appropriate weather. It's not cold, but it's it's cool enough for me to comfortably wear the robe. So you know, you know, I always like a good robe season, right? And uh, so that's that's good. Um, get two things I want to talk about personally, right? Like, let's talk about this first. All right. Um, so I'm back on the wagon. I think I've talked probably talked about this after uh, last time we spoke. I don't know when that was. Uh, but you know, I'm trying to trying to get back, trying to get back to my to my fighting weight, as it were. Sure. You know, which is uh, which is basically the weight that no fighter should ever be at. That's kind of what I'm getting <laughs> for. So, well, well, it depends uh, on the fly fighter, right? You could be a, you could be a fly weight. Yeah, I guess like that. Well, what what would be the flyweight? What's that? Well, what's no, that you're you're a little too big for a flyweight. Flyweight is no is no bigger than 112 pounds. Oh God! So you're a little how t- big. How for tall a are those guys? How tall are the flyweight guys? They're small. Well, flyweight guys are tiny. It depends. They're smaller like, than me. I think it's. Uh, I'm trying to see. Let's see. Let's look at the current flyweight IBF champion Sonny Edwards. Sonny Edwards IBS. is five foot three. He's five foot. They three. got IB, They got IBS. <laughs> IBF. F as in Frank. Oh, okay. So got it. Like, okay. That's different. I was like, uh, oh this God, guy, Jesse of... Rodriguez, is five foot four and a half inches. Oh, yeah. Uh, these people are. Julio many, Cesar like... Martinez, five foot two. So they're tiny. Oh, they're so close to quite... me. That's only three inches shorter than me. Yeah. But again, I, I think you, I think if you were a boxer, you would be, let's see, would you be featherweight? What's featherweight? Yeah. So featherweight weighs at a limit of 126 pounds. I think bantamweight is after that. And bantamweight is no bantamweight is actually lower than flyweight. So yeah, there's a bunch of weight classes here. So you're not again. There's some small guys out there boxing. Now they don't knock each other out because <laughs> when you're that small, you don't have a lot of power to. Well, relatively to, speaking, you know, you put me you put me against that guy who's like four ten. You know, comparatively, I'm like if I if I'm like how how heavy was that guy? The guy who was like four foot something, <laughs> five foot two. He was like 109 pounds. No, no, the the guy before that. Wasn't there another guy before that? You said he was like five eleven or something, or four so, eleven. Yeah, right? No, no, no one was under five feet. They were all like five oh, foot okay. one, five foot two. So God, basically, so you, put me right? a five, you put me up against a five foot one guy, right? He's weighing like one ten, and then I'm showing up again, fighting weight, as I put it, quote unquote. You know, trying to get back down to uh, to one thirty. So yeah, so one thirty puts you at a super featherweight. Yeah, I'm like twenty percent. I'm twenty percent. Then I'm like twenty percent heavier than that guy that's more mass yeah i can knock that guy out yeah so like <laughs> so like you've got you know so flyweight is 112 bantam weight is 118 featherweight is 126 super featherweight is 130 30 now if you chunk yeah. up a little bit you could be a lightweight lightweight is 135 pounds okay so that's where i'm at right now right yeah but so how you could tall, be lightweight how tall so are those guys though how tall are it, they? it totally depends like i think it depends on the guy some guys are real lanky and mm-hmm. they're able to, you know, so let, let's see, lightweight boxing. Let's see if we can get lightweight over. Like hypothetically, if I'm like a five foot five guy weighing about 130. Yeah, so know, lightweight. So, I got a lot of muscle on me. What, who, am I, who am I fighting? So Devin Hanley is the undisputed <coughs> lightweight champion, right? He holds all the belts. He's five foot eight. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to fight that guy. Five uh, eight with a 71-inch with a reach. And oh. he's no heavier than he's between one thirty and one thirty five. So this guy would knock you out. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like I gotta go. I gotta go lighter, right? You gotta go, to go lighter, lighter, right? So you gotta go super, super featherweight. That's what you. Yeah. Okay. Do. So You're give me. What am I working with there? Who right, am I fighting super, there? Super featherweight. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, also known as junior lightweight. All righty. So a bunch of people hold the belt. I don't like that. That's Hector, condescending. Both of those. Oh, Hector Garcia. He's the name that I don't I like either Hector, one of those names. So Hector Garcia is not Hector Garcia. I got no problem with Hector Garcia. I don't like the terms that they use for the classes. How about Makes me Joe, feel inadequate. 
Joe Cardinia. Again, I didn't have a problem with the names. Those guys. Five names. foot nine. Five foot nine. Right? Holy five shit! Foot nine. What and is this guy Ema- going to fight a skeleton? Navarrete is five foot seven. What? These guys okay, are fighting shape, right? So you're so five foot eight, super featherweight. So all the ch- current we'll champions. Look up this guy. What's that guy's name? Give me the give me the name again. Which guy? He was Which a five one? seven guy. Get the five seven guy. What's his uh, name? Let's I, see. Was it no? That's five nine. Emmanuel Navarrete. Here you go. I'll Emmanuel. give you his Wikipedia page. Oh no, I got it. I found it. There we go. That's okay, this guy, right? So he oh, holds man. one of the belts. There's a boxing's a mess because there's a thousand belts in boxing. So this guy floats between flyweight, featherweight. So like he drops weight, right? His weight goes up and down because he's trying to win a bunch of belts. Right. This dude kind of looks like my trainer. Yes, yeah, so um, he's a he's a, a three division world champion. This guy would tear you apart. Yeah, but he doesn't look that muscular. No, like no, I'm looking no, at like this dude. He he's kind of yeah. Yeah, they're just like, it depends. Like, it's different builds, right? You look at some of these guys. You type super featherweight and look at the images. Some of these guys, are, you're like, okay, that guy's ripped. But then other guys, you're like, he's just kind of skinny. Right. Like, but there's this, there's this thing that says technique. versus uh, he's fighting Oscar Valdez. This was like two months ago. This yep. guy, Oscar Valdez, he looks jacked. He's got bigger arms. Like, look at this. How you're telling me this dude, Emmanuel, beat him up? Yeah, because again, boxing's technique. Wow. So your fighting weight, your fighting weight might be 110. But what what's your fighting weight where you got your power, you got your speed, and you're not going to get knocked out by some six foot monster with a giant reach? <laughs> because well, I don't, I don't at six feet, you can just be you can just be bigger, right? You can just hold more weight if you're six feet tall. Vertical. Give me the give me the wrestler like the the wrestler version of like the super featherweight thing, like, like, like I want, real like, wrestling or like professional wrestling. <laughs> no, no, like it, I want a similar story of like a washed up guy, but he's just like a little dude. <laughs> you know like where's that story it's always a bigger guy right yeah i mean, was, like, I mean yeah again, he's the he's... washed up guy it's like kevin james <laughs> that's <a> stupid movie <laughs> but yeah like like generally you know like those guys are really technical skill but if you watch those fights they, they never knock each other out it's like yeah. really normally technical right but like oh, a bigger enough. guy a bigger guy if you're gonna fight tyson fury who i believe is like 260 yeah and that guy hits you with technicality at 260, I don't care how big you are, lights are going out. But with one of these little guys, there's just not a lot of power behind it, so they can't knock each other out. But I'm not getting hit by Tyson Fury. Like You die, yeah. and I'm pretty sure I'd have irreparable brain well, yeah. damage. Well, here's the question, right? In those divisions, like those guys don't probably get brain damage, right? I'm sure they do over time. It's like CTE, yeah. right? Like repeated hits to the head. But like Tyson Fury could kill you. I don't think one of those little guys well, at yeah, 110 pounds. No, I'm talking about the little you. guys. I'm talking about the little guys. Yeah, like yeah, I think just, yeah. I think if you keep doing it over time, but I don't think I don't think a little guy could, like that could really knock me out unless he really hit me square, like hit me to a point where it's like okay, your brain just shuts off. But yeah. he'd still beat me up because I mean, look, he's he's got he's got boxing technique that I don't have. So right. he he'd hit me with well, a thousand I, punches before I knew what happened. Well, I'll think about it, and I'll tell you what's holding me back. Um, you know, the gym is still bad. Like, don't like it. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm going at like six thirty in the morning now. Three days. Oh, week, look right? at it's you! Crazy. Early morning. It's it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. And uh, so two days ago. So right now I'm in like kind of I'm in pain right now. I'm I'm hurting. I'm hurting. I'm sore, and I'm sore specifically in the core area, like in the abs, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sore because I did abs on Monday. We're recording on. Wednesday mm-hmm. night, and I again went Monday six thirty in the morning, and that was half. That was we didn't do more than like 
probably 15 minutes of core exercises and I'm hurting, which shows I got a weak ass core, I guess. Right. What does that mean? What does that mean? I mean, look, you're talking point? to someone who's never seen a, I mean, I've had, I have strong abs, but I mean, there's no six pack coming in this body. You want to brag, you want to brag about your abs now, huh? Like, you like no, like nowhere close. Well, I mean, like it's a lot of, if you can squat and deadlift and do all that stuff, normally you've got pretty strong abs. Doesn't mean you can see them, but Fair they're enough. there. <laughs> nice, nice padding <laughs> over. Aren't they, aren't they always there? Yeah, they're always there, but it depends on like, you know, how, <laughs> how, how well do they support the rest of your body? Yeah. Um, right. So, so yeah, no, like, I mean. Standing. I mean, yeah, abs hurt. I don't like doing abs. Like, no one likes doing abs. That that sucks. Is there anything it's... you like doing? Like, I I did I did arms today, and it was it was a struggle to type. <laughs> to hold my arms up to type. <laughs> well, over Typing time, hurt. I mean, I've I've been working out in some form probably in the last, like twenty years, if not longer, no longer than that, probably twenty five years. It's like again, you're just used to it after a while. But like, I think the leg pain is the worst. When you haven't done yeah. any leg work and then you do legs and then it's like you struggle oh, yeah. to walk up the stairs. That's the worst. But like arms and stuff, that's whatever. Arms and chest and back, yeah, that's fine. That's you just work through it. But abs and legs, yeah, that's not that's not fun. Dude, when you talk about legs, the gym is like rude in that regard because to get to my gym, I have to walk up a flight of stairs. There's an elevator, <laughs> but I'm not doing that. I'm at the gym already. Like I'm taking, I'm walking up but the stairs. I'm, so I walk, I'm surprised. I walk you up the such... stairs. Hold on. I'm yeah, not done. Yeah, yeah. I walk up the stairs. <laughs> then I walk through the the counter area. Then I walk upstairs again and then downstairs to get to the actual fitness area. So how do you have so much pain when in your you're legs done? when you skate like four times a week? I thought that would have helped. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying like in the moment, there's okay. moments yeah. where you still feel, you still feel yeah, pain at different points. Plus, man, I push my, I'm going hard, you know? What am I doing? What am, what am I just like going around there, kicking my heels? No, I'm doing, I'm doing real workout. I'm, I'm pushing things around with my legs, my arms, doing all that sort of stuff. I'm lifting, you know? Do you, you think thrusting? I'm doing over here? Doing the hip the, thrust and building the, that peach? The, the pelvic thrust. Yeah, yeah. You build you you, you building that 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 trunk back there? I don't know what what machine does that. <laughs> Plus, I got no I got no problem back there. Right back there is the looking, the, looking the, the hip thrust machine. The hip thrust machine. I don't think so. I don't think I've done the hip thrust. Yeah, machine. yeah. Look it up. Just type in hip thrust machine. I'm gonna Google that in incognito. It's window. what all the it's, it's what all the, the the influencer girls are doing. It's it's how you build oh, okay. the peach. Uh, nope. Can't say I've done this. Right. Oh, where you're like you're like pelvic thrusting some weights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets the oh. it gets your get your glutes firing. Look, man, the glutes. My glutes. My glutes are good. All right, my glutes so, are so, looking so, good. So, so no, when you no. put on those, so when you put on those little tight shorts in the uh, in summertime, it's popping back there. <laughs> well, I'll I'll bring that up to my trainer. I'll be like, hey, man, let's pop these glutes. <laughs> you know, let's get... <laughs> exactly. Go to him and say, hey, look, man, I'm looking to pop these glutes. <laughs> <laughs> and and your response may or may not may may or may not tell you what your what your trainer is really down for. Yeah, it might be a, it might be a lawsuit <laughs> at the end of that. Um, yeah, but that's good so, though, man. I'm proud. I'm proud of you. That's good work. So damn, where is like, your gym? Is your gym close to home? Because before you yeah, were close to home. It's a block and a half. It's a block okay, and so a half. It's, a block block. it's that half. same New York sports club. They changed it now, but it's right, the same okay. location. Yeah. So so, so you right. go early I mean, in the morning and then go to work, or or do you ever go after work? I don't go after work. I, okay. I feel like the problem is here is the thing I'm doing with, with the personal trainer, because if I don't do that, I don't think I'd ever go. Yeah, fair enough. Like I have to I have to make this an appointment. Right. Fair and enough. although I did go to the gym a little bit when I was in Seattle using the uh, the hotel gym. Mm-hmm. But then by like after after standing and doing convention shit for like three days in a row, by that fourth day, I was like, yeah, you're like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm just so toast. <laughs> Whereas, like, yeah. I wasn't awake. I wasn't waking up at like 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. anymore to do that. So it's like, no, nah, I'm good. Um, but yeah, it's it's right there, and I go three days a week. 
six thirty in the morning. Um, and I, part of it is just getting up. It's just like trying to get up and be more productive and do things. And sometimes it works. Sometimes I get back and I'm like, I just need another 30 minutes of sleep. But yeah. That's how it goes sometimes. But hey, I'm getting it in. I'm getting in the work. Good. You know, have, got... have you started your Ozempic yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I have I have started counting calories again, though. Trying to, you know, go. I'm actually using all the features in my in my watch now that I right. didn't So your watch before. is trying to help you. Yeah, and I'm going to get the new version of the Pixel Watch tomorrow. It's been like Christmas for me this week. I'm getting all sorts of new goodies, uh, but I can get into that a little later. But here's yeah, look, the all, uh, all you got to do now, apparently, is just take this Hollywood drug, tighten you right up. Oh, Zemp, that's what they're saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Ozempic. You know my uh, my uncle, people who are obese, can lose fifteen to twenty percent of their weight using Ozempic. Yeah, because you're just like not hungry anymore. Drug. Yeah, because you're not hungry anymore. And I feel like here's here's why I don't think it'll work for me. Here's it, because I don't. I'm not always eating because I'm hungry, you know. I'm eating because sure. I like to eat. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, again, this is my problem. Like, I, I, I know, don't like, want to stop eating. Eating is great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This. All right, so check this out. This this shithead who I work with, right? I'll just call him out, <laughs> Sam. Sam's a shithead. Why is he a shithead? Because he brought those fucking turtle chips into the office. Oh, the turtle chips. Yeah, the turtle chips. They're they're, they're good. They're really? really good, and they're in the pantry. So he put up these pantry, and you know what? He, their shelf is at eye level, my eye level. <laughs> so now, anytime I walk into the pantry just to get some water, what do I see? Turtle chips staring right me, staring at me right in the face. Now here's the thing: serving size of turtle chips not terrible if you're just counting calories. Terrible in every other regard, but here, right. but you have to weigh it. So I'm like, am I really gonna get a scale for the yeah. office so scale I can lay out one portion? Of turtle chips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a psychopath, man. I turned into a monster. But anyway. Yeah, look, look, honestly, uh, yeah. when I was when I was in the best shape that I was in, which was years ago, mm-hmm. I enjoy I turned it into like a math puzzle kind of in a way. Oh yeah, that's like, what I'm doing. Yeah. Of like you do it all up front, you you do all the calculations, and then you kind of weigh it out at home as well. Cause that's what you could do. Where you just go, look, I'm not eating any food unless it comes from my house. And I'm gonna weigh no, it. I'm not, do, I'm not doing that. Yeah, exactly. You're not gonna do that, which which is fine. But again, like you, but I you overestimate. Do the best that you can. I, yeah, I overestimate. Yeah, overestimate. And I make sure that if I am gonna go out, like I plan ahead. Like if I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go out for dinner and do something here, and it's like, okay, we're we're gonna go light for these two meals. And like you said, it's like a math problem. Got to figure yeah. that out. Uh, yeah. So, so, so the cool. real question is, you're you're, uh-huh. you're looking at your weight. Have you thought about looking at your body fat? Like, who cares what you weigh? Right, because you're trying to see some abs here. You're trying to see. You're trying to. Oh, get I, I look in the mirror. I, I just look in the mirror. I'm not trying to. Do right. Anything like yeah, that. yeah. So you don't need to get on the scale. So what you got to do is you got to get, especially I'm sure you can do this in New York. Get one of those fancy scanners that looks at your body fat. I've done it. It's great. Where you where you hold and, it? You like hold the hold the handles. You can do that. that they but there's also sort of the gym. machine. Yeah, there's the machine that you can do, and it like looks. It does like a scan of your body, and so it looks at the density of you know the muscle versus fat because it all has it reacts differently to to air and different densities. And it will give you a general idea of what your body fat percentage is. If you can get down, if you get down to 10%, it doesn't matter what weight you are, you look jacked. You look mm. great at 10%. All right. If you're at 15%, yeah. you still look pretty good. I was at 20 and looked pretty good, 20%. And I was like, man, I can't, another 10%? I want to eat again. <laughs> yeah. so that's, that's when you got to start, start counting like macros and things like that. I don't yeah, know. you get to go hardcore, and then it becomes your life. And then at some point, you're like, yeah, sure, you get all these compliments about you look great, but I'd really love to eat these turtle chips without having to weigh them. 
Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't want to do that either. That's the thing. <laughs> or better yet, you don't even eat turtle chips at that point. If you're going for that, oh, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, having you're any not, sugar. Yeah, yeah. You're not having any yeah. of that stuff. No, I'm not doing any of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, again, it's like it's, you do it now you do? and you'll, like you and you'll live to be mountain. 90. But at this point, yeah. I'm like, do we want to live to be 90 reading the news? I don't know if any of us are no, going to make no, it that sad far. stuff. Now, here's my yeah. biggest problem, right? Because this, if I am weighing myself, I got to do that. Just keep some progress, right? And <clears throat> now I understand like it's not a straight line. It's going to be weird as building muscle, that kind of stuff. But I'm yes, not getting water like, retention and all that good this. stuff. Let's talk about water retention. I got yeah. beef with salt. All right. Yeah. Yesterday, yeah, salt, I think I had more blow, yeah. salt in one day than my entire life. I gained two pounds. Yeah, of course. Salt, salt, the calorie salt deficit water. was yeah. like half yeah, of yeah. calories burned. And it was nuts. I was like, what? So now I'm just crushing water all day today. Uh, just feel like we need a rebound for that salt issue that we had yesterday. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your body will shed the salt weight. That's why you gotta drink those gallons. You gotta have the the uh what's it called? The Stanley Cups, right? That, that all the Instagram girls have, right? I think it's Stanley. There's a company called Stanley Cup and it's not the hockey Stanley Cup. <laughs> it's like a literal cup company. Like like they make like big Stanley mugs. Cup with, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Look up yeah. yeah. Okay. Like one of these, right? You get one of these influencer cups, walk around your office, you're killing it. No. No. <laughs> no. Here's what I here's how I drink a I get a I got a cha cha matcha in the uh, going into the office and I fill up that cup with water over and over and over again. That's what I do. Yeah, well, at sixteen ounces a, a cup there. I filled that up. That's good. I mean, well, I, look, I think I was drinking over. I think I was drinking up to two gallons of water a day. I was that's crushing it. I was crushing it. Wait, how many cups are in a gallon? A lot. <laughs> cups in a gallon. Sixteen cups in a holy no, shit. Yeah, yeah. So I was drinking thirty-two. Yeah. Cu- but again, you're that's supposed it. to drink that many ounces. You're supposed to drink like sixty-four ounces of water a day. No, wait. How many? How many? How much water? Especially when I mean, I, look, and I was I going to the gym day. every day. It depends on right? weight. Like, I was crushing it. Yeah, and again, I'm like twice your size. Three point five liters, fifteen point five cups. Yeah, okay, wow, jeez. Yeah, yeah. So just you got you got to go hard on the water. That help. You got to back off of the sugar, and you're good. And you're good. I'm not gonna. And then yeah, just count your calories. You're gonna be ripped in no time. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to seeing these photos in summertime. And you're just gonna, you know, glutes are gonna be popping, pecs are gonna be are, are gonna be out. You're gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. And then I'm gonna be like, all right, now I did it. Now it's time to just yeah, exactly. go back completely now, now the get, other way. I can get fat again. It's great. <laughs> time to attain my final shape, which is a circle. So yes, exactly. But before, <laughs> speaking of which, before we started talking, before we started recording, I was telling you, I was asking you about this uh, paleo flower thing. Yes. Now I'm a broken man, and I'm broken. All right, we've we've known this for a while. You've known this. You've experienced this firsthand. You've hung out with me for two weeks straight, multiple times. Now, if you're wondering how did I get to the paleo baking flour, well, I was on a recipe. Um, it started, I'm going to take you backwards. We're going to like inception this. Okay. All right. I was looking at a recipe and it said, oh, if you, uh, and it was like talking about other options, like how can I make it gluten free? How can I do this other stuff? And then it was like, how can I make this? how can I make this paleo? So you can try paleo flour. And I was like, what's that? And then I looked up that. Now the recipe I was looking at, um, was a, uh, was called matcha bread, just matcha bread. (laughs) Of course. Yep. And I thought, well, now if you're wondering how I got to the matcha bread recipe, it was because I searched matcha pumpkin bread recipe, (laughs) man. (laughs) All right. Now only one. Now there's only one review. There's only one recipe that showed up. It was matcha. It was pumpkin bread with matcha streusel, and that, and that, that only it. that's got a four. That's got a four with eight reviews. I'm like, nope, 
not from and from the feed feed i'm not clicking on that so feed feed but, oh it's yeah like, but in like that something called feed and it's like welcome to the feed feed and you're like yeah. oh no so then in that list was you know i clicked for more and i was like well maybe there's some other options here and it was just matcha bread so i clicked that then i got that now the reason i searched matcha pumpkin bread recipes is because i searched pumpkin bread and then just to see what a pumpkin bread recipe looked like and before i even clicked one i was like well i wonder if there's a matcha bread recipe so that's how i got there now the reason i searched for pumpkin bread is because I got a newsletter from Salt and Straw, which makes my favorite ice cream flavor of all time, of course. That would be the strawberry honey balsamic with black pepper. And they have, and one of their limited, and they have like a rotation of um, of ice creams every month. They have like these specials. And one of them is a jack-o'-lantern pumpkin bread. And I was like, well, that sounds interesting. They always have all these interesting flavors. Like they got, they got some weird shit. Like I mentioned the strawberry one. That sounds a little weird, right? But they also have um, pear and blue cheese. That's one of their standard or their, their salty donut, guava and cheese. You know, they got, they got too, some weird shit. So too much. they had this, so they had this jack-o'-lantern pumpkin bread one. And I was like, you know what? What goes into making a pumpkin bread? And then that's what led me all the way to learning about paleo. <laughs> Paleo flour. Now, so your rabbit hole. Uh huh. At what time is it? Eleven thirty at night. No. Uh, Ten thirty at night. Ten thirty. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, I forgot the clocks change at some point. Ten thirty mm-hmm. at night mm-hmm. is to go from jack o' lantern pumpkin bread to paleo baking flour. This is your rabbit hole where some people they're like, "Hey, I'm going to start at like this thing," and I end up at World War II, or I end up learning about the Roman Empire. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Make it right. clear. Right. So here's here's the issue now, right? I'm back where we started. I'm back at the salt and straw menu. And I'm looking at this. And this jack-o'-lantern pumpkin thing sounds pretty good, right? Here's a description. Hidden away in the back of an old cupboard is grandma's secret book of family spells. Wait, we mean recipes. A whispered incantation, one crooked smile of Jack, a pinch of warming spice, tender hunks of pumpkin bread, and whipped up oh so nice. Generous swads of cream cheese frosting, bite after tasty bite, it lights you up and leaves you grinning. That sounds delicious. You know what I hate? You just you just you just hit on one of the biggest triggers I have when you're looking for a recipe for something. That's not a recipe. That's just a description of the ice cream. No, that's my point. Like, okay. I want to look up a recipe, right? I want, I've, got, I've got an abundance of something in my pantry. I want to make a recipe. I have to read through what I'm going to say is like arguably like five, six pages worth of, of someone deciding that they want to be a writer. Like right. Stephen well, King no. level of no. like explaining this recipe to me. And then they actually get to the ingredients in the recipe at the end. And I'm like, that's all I wanted. Like, I don't want to read your story. About on a cold winter's day, you decided to make some soup for your family. Just give me the recipe and then give your stupid story. I don't care about your story. Give me the recipe so I can make it. Yeah, and but then you they just miss out on the, uh, yeah, on I, the I don't care revenue. about this. Like the, oh, it's, it's spooky season. Shut up and give me the recipe so I can eat the thing. All right. Now, <laughs> I'm going to read you one more because you like them so much. It's you the seem one to right like now. these. You seem to like these intros. This seems to be your thing. I don't like, like the intros. I'd rather them just tell me what the ice cream is. I'm with you there. Yeah, exactly. But just unfortunately, and then give it's me not, the thing. most of the flavors are good, but they're trying to, get, so it gets a little weird. You know, when, when you see a flavor called sea salt with caramel ribbons, you're like, I got it. I don't need an explanation. You can click and get it, but I don't need it. Honey lavender, don't need the explanation. That flavor is also delicious, by the way. But 
what do I look, what do I see next to the jack-o'-lantern pumpkin bread? What do I see next to that? Don Bugito's Creepy Crawly Critters. Okay? I'm going to read Don this Don Bugito. And then, I'm, and then you're going to see my problem. In the spirit of delicious temptation, we've yes, I'm going to read the flowery language. We've collected a happy Halloween swarm of edible critters to tickle your tongue and your fancy in sweet green matcha ice cream. Mm, they wrote that, not me. I would never say that unprompted. Don Bugito's munchy, crunchy chocolate critters and toffee brittle mealworms are a superfood delight. Have Wait a, a good creepy night. They didn't even tell me what's in it, but apparently there's superfoods in it, so this is healthy. No, no. Did you just read, read that again? Read what you just read again. I'm going to tell you what's in it. All right. Oh, all right. Uh, with the whole thing? No, just, just the last sentence you just read. Crunchy chocolate crickets. Oh, crickets. Oh, fuck. I didn't realize <laughs> I was reading. reading that thing. Keep going. Crickets. Toffee brittle mealworms. <laughs> mealworms. It's crickets and mealworms. This company, okay, now here, Don Bugito, now <laughs> is, a, is a bug company. Now It's D-O-N. Bugito is B-U-G. Bug. <laughs> Bug Edo. <laughs> yes. All right. So now here's the question. Do I get this ice cream? Now, yes, with the bugs. You, now you got to try. Yeah. It. Well, right. Okay. So then, because they got all these. Oh my God. I'm telling you, this is probably the most dynamite collection of ice creams they've had. So, because they have, here's the problem, right? You could get a, um, you could pick your pints, you get them shipped nationwide. But the problem is, when you get them, it's like really expensive. <laughs> of course really it is. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, oh no, that's auto delivery. One time purchase is like $75. Wow. So I can get all five of these packs. So that's five pints for $75. But wait, they're located where? Uh, they're in the Pacific Northwest. They're on the West Coast okay. mostly. So, so they're, the next so they're time, in LA as well. So how about this? No, these flavors, these flavors are only there for this month. Oh, so I can't now. Will they show up next year? I don't know. Because I'm but willing. Then I have to wait a year. I'm willing. If we remember this, I'll be in Vancouver. You'll be in mm-hmm. New York. Mm-hmm. We're gonna eat mealworms and crickets on ice cream. Well, I'm so I can get them this month, though. I can get them. But now. you can get them now, though. So I'm happy for you to eat crickets now. Yeah, yeah. Try this down. But you, but hey, you know what? Still, but still, you. I'll still hold you to it. I'll do it next year too. Yeah, because he's got coconut brittle bugitos, that sugar toasted mealworms, and then sure. that dark chocolate covered crickets, toasted crickets, chocolate cacao beans, sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm looking at this ice cream. It looks good. It looks crunchy because it's got it's got some mealworms in it. <laughs> it's got a bunch of bugs in it. It's got a bunch of bugs in it. I'm surprised you totally <laughs> missed that. You're reading this. I was like, did he did he just say crickets? And then I googled I think, this. I think I just said, ran a, by it. <laughs> it's a bug company. So they're making these chocolate these these sweet covered covered bugs so you know the thing yeah, is i, mean, I look, was give it a go i was more enchanted by the the chocolate and the toffee brittle <laughs> more so than the the Crickets actual words ones. that came after them yeah so i just kind of glazed past it you all can, these flavors sound a, pretty damn good this this great get, candy copia also sounds really good yeah. you can get a starter pack of dark chocolate yep. crickets chili lime crickets granola bites plowed no, i don't with want that I mainly, I mainly just watch the matcha ice cream and baguitos 25 bucks like these guys, these guys know how to make some ice cream. These, I'm telling you, this is my favorite ice cream in the world. Like it's really salt good. and straw. Salt and straw. It's the best. Right, I have to they try because I, I will be might in be this in region of the Vancouver. world. Yeah, there so might gonna, be one in Vancouver. Then you're in trouble, especially if it's a walk distance. Oh, you're. It's and again, over. I'm not trying to get to a fight and wait. Give me that salt and straw. You're married. <laughs> Give me it's that over. ice cream. 
you've you've made it. <laughs> give me, give me that ice cream. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yep. There's in Vancouver. Uh, Look at that. Let's see. I just saw one. Yeah. Where? No. Wait. I thought I saw Salt and Straw. Oh, you know what? It was showing me Vancouver, Washington. Close enough, right? That's true. <laughs> Is yeah, it? So you have to. Yeah, okay. Good. There's none in Vancouver, uh, Canada. The real Canada. Yeah. So you'll you'll be uh, you'll be all right. All right. So yeah. So look, For when sure I start making things. trips to the Pacific Northwest, we're gonna come eat some bugs and eat some salt and straw. I'm in. I mean, even this blackberry tamales sounds pretty good. And this is like, I don't even, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to know any more than that. It's blackberry. It's a spicy blackberry ice cream. Or it, sounds good. Yeah. You know, it's great. mixing the salty in the sweet in the savory and mm-hmm. the spicy. You put those flavors together. Mm, delicious. It's sherbet. It's sherbet. That's the other uh, thing. I like sherbet though. That's personally. fine. I'd, I'd still I'd, eat it. It's vegan. Yeah. I like sherbet. I like uh, I like gelato. I'm a, I'm not a huge ice cream fan, just in general, like the whole genre of it. But I'll take that over like a cake, mm. unless it's cheesecake. Cheesecake's my favorite dessert. But if you give me cheesecake, cheesecake, and then ice cream, I'll take it over like cookies or other baked goods. Personally, cheesecake's like your favorite, cream. huh? Didn't yeah, know I love cheesecake. I, I was a, a big fan of Juniors. I know Juniors is like someone's where we think Juniors isn't even the best cheese. No, it's juniors, still great. I'm juniors. Not after like a Friday, especially when I was when I was trying to do what you're doing, <laughs> I was trying to get in shape. Yeah, you have that oh, cheat, that, looking, that cheat on a day. Friday looking looking for ice cream. <laughs> no, that that cheat day, right? You have a little cheat weekend. You're like, I'm gonna go hard for a month, and then mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna prepare for Saturday to eat whatever I want. And I would always get a Junior's cheesecake in Grand Central because they had like a little. You could just walk down there and get a cheese yeah. cheesecake. Get a slice. And then go get a slice or a, get whole, a slice. whole cake. And again, it's a slice, but man, that slice might as well be might as well be all that slice is huge. My and buddy, I get on a train. And I would just sit there and look at it and be like, mm, I can't wait. And then I dig my, it. My buddy who I skate with, you've met him, and you'll know exactly who I'm talking about when I say what he's done for uh, for Thanksgiving last year. He just ate two pies, full pies. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. What, what type you know of pie? Ta- oh. You know who I'm talking about. I do. Yeah, what, what type of yeah, pie? Yeah. I think one was an apple. I forgot what the other one was. But we're okay. talking like sweet pies. We're not talking like none of that was savory. No, no. Dude just no. sat down. He was alone because his wife was out of town. <laughs> and he just ate two pies. He just housed two pies. <laughs> Man, I've never been to that level where you feel like you could eat two. No. Like, eat. No way. No way. Yeah, that's I a can't. lot. That's a I mean, lot. Sound, yeah, like save some for later at least. I mean, I could see one pie. I could see you being like, I'm going in, <laughs> right? Like, I'm gonna tear this pie up. But then like Shaq to do Horner that, and then like right now, watch it. And then like, and then you look at the box, like you don't feel extreme shame. Or do you just or do you just keep rolling? You're just like, if I stop, if I don't stop and look at it, I don't have to sort of take in the repercussions of what I've done. That's true. If it's all gone, then what did you do? Yeah, because if you're sitting there staring at that box, you get immediate regret. You're just like, oh, why did I do that? Ah, yeah. I mean, I shouldn't have done that. He always knows, but he 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 walked in pretty prideful when he when he told me about that. And he's usually like doing keto and these other things, but no, sometimes when you when you have the when you got that devil on your shoulder, yeah, permanently, you got a permanent devil right there (laughs) telling you, you know, it's gonna taste good. Both you know pies. it's gonna taste real good. Now get and you're like, there. why? Why? Why stop at one? 
when I dig yeah. into the other, and then you're just oh no, that you know what happened. You go to the groceries, you go wherever you're going to get the pies. You're like, I can't decide between one or the other. You know what? Fuck it, I'll take both. That's really. It's Thanksgiving. It's a holiday. I'm going to treat myself for America. Yeah, you know, that's what you do. That's what you do. Yeah, that happened. Um, I, I can't. I don't even know if I could eat a whole pie. No, who am I kidding? I definitely could. Yeah, I was about to say you can. I, I could eat a whole <laughs> yeah. pie. I could eat I two. I, yeah. I would feel like I would feel like death though. Like I, because again, mm. I'm not a sweets person. Like I know you're a cheesecake person. We never got the uh, the Japanese style like pillow cheesecake thing. Yeah, and again, I I just it's New York cheesecake. Every other cheesecake I try, it's always disappointing. I, I am one of those like people you know can argue about pizza, they can argue about bagels. But for me, I'm like, the only place in the world to get a decent cheesecake is New York, in my opinion. All right. Well, next time you're in New York, we're going to get some. Uh, I'm going to take you to a place that does uh, Basque, the Basque cheesecake, the burnt top cheesecake. See, that's too much, but I'll try it. No, I'm, I'm, t- I'm, big, telling I'm a big you, cheesecake fan. I'm a big cheesecake telling fan. telling you, you try this in. thing. It's one of the best cheesecakes I've ever had. All right. It's at a place called Gray Street. It's uh, It's awesome. All right, do a matcha version on it. I won't push the matcha version on you. And look, I don't dislike it's matcha. All good. I've had, I've been drinking, I've drinking more matcha you're... the last, <laughs> the last four months <laughs> than I've ever. Drank. Big matcha will be pleased. I will, I will yes. let them know. Yeah, from know? what I mean. Wait, July, August, September. It's really been three months. I've had yep. enough matcha, like a lot of matcha. I don't. I kind of don't have much left because <laughs> oh, I'm at I'm like, ooh, what would be good? A coffee? Ah, I don't need a coffee. Let's grab a matcha, and it's delicious. So I'm with it you. Is good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Now you good. know. Now you've you've come around. One of I us. I mean, us. yeah. Anyway, I've the, been I to the Mecca. Shot you a link to the place so you can look at this. You've been to matcha. You know, when when you go to Mecca, it's hard not to be a believer. I felt the experience. Mm-hmm. I was there grinding the matcha. I was there with the woman pointing to the thing going, I can't help you. I don't speak your language, but just do this. <laughs> Slapping your wrist, mis- mixing it for you because you couldn't. Yeah, she was like, no, no, no. You, you don't know how to mix this thing. Let me show you how to mix it. And she mixed it. It was nice and bubbly. It was great. You oh, want, see, look, and this place is this place is still move. open. Oh, New York. What place? This the place you just said. It's open till 11. Yeah, gracious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this place is open late. And this, I'm and not a sweets a guy, Thursday. but I'm looking at these They're, images. These these images ma- made my heart jump a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> they look delicious. Yeah, they're actually is open until midnight on Friday and Saturday. Oh, is that the burnt cheesecake? Yeah, the bottom. Yeah, you found Ooh. it. There you go. I did yeah. find it. They got a chocolate one of those too. It's it's awesome. It's real good. All versions of it are good. Yeah. Right. Anyway, see, this is my problem. I'm always thinking about this. That devil. Why do I know about that devil? Because he's he's right there. He's on your shoulder. Yeah, I, don't even, I don't even think I have an angel. I think it's just two devils <laughs> just constantly yelling at me, telling me what to do. And I'm like, no. One God, devil who's not. like, I'm all for being bad, but maybe not that bad. <laughs> yeah. And the other guy who's like, come on, come on. What's another bite? <laughs> yeah. What's another? What's another? Just keep pouring that maple. Yeah. Maple syrup's a good substitute for sugar. And it's like, yeah, but just keep pouring it. Just let it go. <laughs> let it go. You yeah. got a ton of maple syrup there. Anyway. Um, yeah, that was it. That was all the personal stuff. I got, I got a bunch of new toys this week. I got the, um, the quest three that showed up, uh, yesterday and the comfort strap showed up today. So that means it it fits better on my head and it feels great. That thing's pretty cool. Yeah. I was playing this little game called, um, what was it called? Cubism, cubism VR game. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. It's a little game called cubism. Look up this game. Cubism, like the like the art move, movement. Yep. Yeah, just look up Cubism. It's on it's on Steam. You can see a little video of people playing on Steam. 
There's it's, been a, there's um, been a few games. Now, has this been? I feel like this year for games has been pretty strong. Oh, this year this has year this been one of the stronger insane. years for video games. This is probably the best year of video games ever. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to go that far. I don't want to go hyperbolic, but yeah. you're the expert. But this here. game, this game, Cubism. I wouldn't I'm say it's one of my it. favorite games of the year, but it's very cool, and you could play it with um, like using uh, hand yeah, tracking. That's cool. So you don't need um, cool. because like the, Tetris, one of the things with in VR. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like kind it's kind of like three D tangrams or something. You know, you got to basically fill in this queue with all these puzzles. It's not yeah, you got to put square pegs into square holes, basically. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but it's uh, it's quite cool, and it's a very interesting VR game that would be very frustrating not in VR. Like that's the kind of cool stuff. And then using your hands, like it does a very good job of tracking your hands. So, yeah, the Quest Three, it's interesting. Probably use it three more times and then never use it again. <laughs> but I will say they finally have it to a point where it's actually clear. So like there's no screen door effect anymore. Like if you have a screen, like a virtual screen, it's actually sharp, which is awesome. Uh-huh. So that's, that's very cool stuff. Um, but yeah, oh, got that. Game, new phone. Game's not that expensive. Yeah. I could, I could play this. Yeah. If you got your VR. Yeah. They, um, but yeah, that, that thing, I get my, get my phone and new watch tomorrow. It's very exciting. Exciting times. Exciting nice. times. My life. Cool. So yeah, yeah, look, I mean, I mean, otherwise, like, in the news is awful. Everything's awful. News is awful. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about that shit. I don't want to talk about it's it bad. either. And we New Zealand news yeah. is basically there's an election here on Saturday, and that news isn't necessarily great either because it's like you know it's like oh god, what's happening to the to the country? And New Zealand's not even that bad. New Zealand's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> all, the, all the candidates are kind of the same, <laughs> right? They, you're like, oh, this is guy's, that, that's the issue. They're, they're both they both have the same first name. They're both named Chris. And their policies oh. are kind of the same. They're slightly different. And it's just like, oh, man, this is depressing. It's not like they're going to do any big changes for people who really need help because of the cost of living crisis, right? Every country is like, our country's falling apart because the cost of living crisis. And it's like, you guys realize you're all saying the same thing and you all live in totally different parts of the world, right? Like, the entire world is, is having a problem right now. So, yeah. So, I don't necessarily want to talk about the news, even though that's what I've been consuming quite a bit. Let's talk, let's talk about this one thing, though. Okay. Because... I'm getting this phone tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. I'm getting the I'm getting the Pixel 8 Pro, right? And they have this feature on there where it called like best take. And basically how it works is you take a bunch of like say you take a bunch of group pictures, right? And someone might be at a weird angle or making a weird face or someone blinks and all these other things. It can basically take all of those pictures together. You could select the head and then choose your best the best head from the best picture and then mash them together for the best picture using their AI features. Sure. And like, this is, this is how they're using their AI functionality. It's like kind of, they, they've already started last year or maybe it was with the six where they, where they started doing things like magic eraser where you can take a picture and if someone's in the background that you don't want, you could like basically delete them from the picture to clean it up or you could make things like that. Now they have things where you can actually take a piece of the picture, like you could take a person who maybe jumped in the air and then move them somewhere else or make them bigger. So you have like actual Photoshop type features on the phone directly, allowing people to do more like more image manipulation on the phone. I think it's only a matter of time, of course, before that stuff becomes ubiquitous either on Samsung yes. or <clears throat> Apple's like, oh, that's a pretty good idea. We can do that too with just something. Right. something. It's like, great. What do you think about this? Is this a problem? 
Define problem. Like, what do you mean? Is it a problem? Like, like what's the downside of it? Because I would argue it's a little disheartening. I mean, maybe disheartening is the wrong word. Like, it's a little like we're doing all these things to fix the way that we look or to make perfect photos when a lot of times that's not what photos are about, right? There's something very raw and real about photography. Yeah. Like, think about some of the best photographers, especially when, think about, like, 40s, 50s, 60s, right? You get very raw moments that aren't edited, that haven't been filtered and messed with, and you're like, these are some of the most iconic images of history, really. And now we're getting to a point where it's like, you're going to spend a lot of time filtering and editing and basically live Photoshopping photos instead of kind of having these real raw moments and things, right? So, like... Again, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's technology. Just like at one point, someone was saying, well, why are we using digital cameras where you can delete the camera? You should know what you have until you process the film, right? Like, And that's proven to be like, well, no, having a camera on your phone is pretty great. So like, it's hard to, like, I don't want to stop technology, but I think it's just sort of we're going towards editing and fixing things that some would argue don't need to be edited and fixed. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that's my very non-answer answer. But it's just like the AI, the AI stuff is giving you like idealistic things that are based on algorithms, and I'm like, who says that that's idealistic? Like it's weird. Right. Like it's kind of telling you, well, you should look like this is the better version. I'm like, is it? That seems well. It doesn't seem subjective. to be doing that, which is right. good. N- not it yet. Seemed... But that's where we're headed, right? We're headed towards that of right, like because. Like yeah. Google already exists. Like the the reason why Pixel Photos look so good is because of all the post processing that yeah Google that happens in the phone on their camera. Right. Yeah, exactly. So they take the picture and they're like, oh yeah, this is how this color should look. This is how that should right. be. And then bam, here's your picture. Now all the phones do it to an extent. Like there's a right. look to a Samsung picture, right? Everybody and, seems and quite to frankly, like lenses back in the fifties had right. People would buy Canon <laughs> lenses because of the way that the Canon lens or the Fujifilm lens or the Zeiss lens, right? There's like you know, glass and things, if it's designed a certain way, gives you a certain look of, of a camera. So so that's not new either, right? Like people used to buy Zeiss lenses because it gave you a very specific Zeiss look. That was a that was a big deal to some photographers. So it's not, you know, it's it that's not that's not out of the ordinary of like you said, everyone does something a little differently. And some people go, I buy iPhone photos because I like their photos better. Or I buy iPhones because I like their photos better. Fair enough, right? Like so be it. Yeah. I think it's um yeah, it's cool. They I I think as long as the source is preserved, and in most cases it is, like this is a manipulation of that. Right. I do wonder though, you are getting, it's already kind of weird. Like they talk about how, you know, you see things, like people will see stuff on Instagram and it's not real because of either processing or staging or that kind of stuff, right? It's like, well, this is, you know, Instagram's not real life, as social media is not real life, that sure. kind of stuff. But now you're getting to a point where nothing, could potentially be real because everything to yeah. your point is just the ideal version of that thing. Right. Like outtakes don't exist unless you want to be, but, and then he, unless you have an outtake and then the outtake is typically staged. Yeah. And then you manufacture an the staged outtake. I mean, like yeah. I, I didn't realize how much filtering was done on video these days for like Instagram and TikTok specifically, like looking at Alice's TikTok, every single person who's doing just simple video of talk, like facing camera in front of your face talking has some filter on it. So it's like the filterings and things are already getting good enough where it can recognize a face. It could it could smooth out features without looking unnatural. Like the filters oftentimes look very good. 
But I'm like, but at what point is that like, wait a minute, like if you don't know what you actually look like, because every time you send a video, it's got this filter on it or it's got these AI driven, these these, you know, machine learned features of going, I'm going to take out this very unique thing about you to make you look more like everybody else, (laughs) because that's what you should look like. Right. Like that's the part that's a little dystopian in a way. Yeah. Or not even not even like everybody else, but almost like you're you're fitting the ideal. Like what's the ideal at that point? Right. Like that's the interesting yeah. question. So yeah, I mean, look, I, I it's it's inevitable. I I'm interested to see how you find this phone because I tend to skip. I bought the I got the, I bought the Pixel Seven last year. I tend to skip every other year for whatever reason. It's just like well, I don't need a new phone every year, and I'm just too lazy to sell it and trade it in. Um, so I'm interested. I'm interested to see if you take some photos as you're getting ripped, and you're like, ah, this photo has me smiling. This one doesn't, but this one has a better body a better body position. See if it changes it out. I'm curious to see what it's, what it looks like. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, the, I, I, it was kind of hard to resist this phone. Five was just giving $400 off for a pre-order. No questions yeah. asked. That was pretty good. And then I had a hundred dollars. What do they do with the old phone? Off. Do they like tear it apart and use it for making new phones? Like what's the benefit of them? Like just from a business standpoint, what do you think the benefit is of like giving you money to trade in a phone? There, That's not even for trading. That's just straight up 400 bucks right. off. Okay. All right, but the yeah. but yeah, for trades, I would imagine there's some sort of recycling going on. Even yeah, if they don't use so. it, you could reuse glass, you know. Yeah, or like melt the glass again. I'm totally making stuff up here, but like do something to the glass so that way you can make more phones at a cheaper price. I don't know. There's got to be something. Right? Yeah, you melt down. I'm assuming. Yeah, exactly. I think that's how it works. Like there's, they talk about we're using recycled materials from this and this and this. You know, what's funny about Google though, and this is just a fact, is that because of the way that. Phones depreciate in value. Google will give you more money for an older iPhone than a newer Pixel. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, but that's just how it goes. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. It's one of the interesting features on this phone that they're that they're talking about. And I've been watching reviews, and some people are like, "Well, this is a little weird because it's like the best picture is one that never actually existed." Yeah, yeah. But then again, that, that's the people part are for saying me. if like, you have. Oh. But people are like, if you have kids, this is the best thing ever. Yes, because then you can get a smile, shot where the kids but... are actually where you want them to be. You could like right. mash I, them together. But I'd argue though, some of the best photos, probably family wise, as you look back and and again, like you said, that's the hope. You hope that they keep the original and give you this idealistic version, so you have both. Because you know the photos where kids aren't smiling, or the kids are pulling faces, or they're doing stuff, are probably the ones that are more memorable. Then, like, here's a perfect every photo. We're all smiling, looking at the camera. Like, like no one like this is super, you know, artificial and sterile. This is weird. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll see how that goes. I get the phone tomorrow. I got the blue one because why right, not? Cool. It's, it's blue. It's cool. <laughs> sure. Anyway, let's do a little. Uh, let's just jump over to media therapy, shall we? Yeah. Let's talk about. Yeah. Let's talk about some stuff. Um, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about Ahsoka. But yeah, you can talk I, about it. I finished I also, it. I also want to talk about it with like a little spoiler. So let's save that for the end. Okay. Uh, and then, so what else besides that? It's weird. I've not done much. I have, but I haven't. I've been kind of watching a bit of like the normal nonsense. Nothing notable to talk about. Okay. Um, Greg, who's a listener to this podcast, recommended that I watch, if I liked Warrior, I should watch Black Sails. So I've got that queued up to watch the pirate show because um, I yep. watched the original Pirates of the Caribbean. And that movie is fantastic. 
Oh yeah. Like I yeah. I, I know the the, I know it I know it fell off a cliff after what? Like let's say the middle of the third one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When right? there's like I a giant like, when some lady became a giant for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, like it's just in the middle of the third one it kind of fell apart and then it was it's been a mess ever since, right? And like that whole franchise is a mess because Johnny Depp, you know, whether how however you feel about him, he's kind of a mess. He's a he's an eccentric character anyways. And so he's not Team gonna Hurt. be in the next one. Team Hurt over here. Yeah, so fair enough, fine. Well, she was uh, an Aquaman. But, but that, yeah, and apparently Jason Momoa is dressing up like Johnny Depp, and it's funny, because I, I, me and you texted about this, and I said, doesn't he always dress like Johnny Depp? Isn't that just how Only in Fast 10, only in Fast 10, no. Yeah, he just, they all kind of dress kind of the same, eccentric, kind of like, all right, I don't really know what's going on, but sure, you're doing your thing. But the, the first original Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black, of the Black Pearl, is a great movie. The movie's really good. And the funny thing oh, yeah. is, Zoe Saldana's in this movie, and I had never recognized her before in this movie. <laughs> no idea oh really and this was like right as yeah and this was like right as she was kind of finding stardom she's in this movie but she's like she's like on the she's like part of the the crew that they put together to go oh. find the boat yeah, so yeah i'm like vaguely this remembering movie. this now okay huh. yeah yeah but she's like this is like she's like one of the it's like one of her first like i would argue one of the first like bigger movies like looking at oh her God. discography, there's other stuff that she was in, obviously, and obviously it blows up once you start doing Marvel and Avatar stuff. But like, I'd argue like this was like the first big successful franchise that she was a part of. So yeah, she was 25. I mean, if, she was 25. If you, want, if you want your film to, if you want your franchise to take off, just put Zoe Saldana in one of your films, and you're gonna be good because. She's just Man. part of, you know, other than other than when she stars on her own, right? She can't be the star of it. Did, She's didn't work. Of, didn't work in The Losers. Didn't work in Columbiana. God, that movie is one of the most disappointing films ever. Like yeah. she was like maximum stardom. She just finished doing Avatar, and you're like, okay, this is it. And that movie is awful. And she she, she was Kevin in Star Smith, Trek. Right? It's bad. It's a bad film. Well, look, I, see, I mentioned. No, I don't. I was saying, I don't think Columbia is Kevin Smith. What was the one that I thought he did? Oh, Oliver Olivier Megaton. I thought. Um, what was? Oh, Red something. That was the Kevin Smith one. Yeah. No, again, I don't. It's just she's like she's in some of the biggest franchise, but also in some terrible movies. Red State. That was the one I was thinking. I don't of. even remember that. And well, because it was bad, apparently. Um, so, anyways, if you've not watched the original Pirates of the Caribbean and you want to just go back in time a little bit, that's a great film to watch again. It's 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 really well done, and the ending is great, and the the CG holds up. The movie is fantastic. It's really good. Um, so yeah, so I mean, honestly, that's kind of what I've been doing, and it's been it's been a lot of construction, a lot of uh, a lot of nights of sanding and painting and getting stuff ready for the for for not being in this house. So yeah, it's been good. Great. Well, before we get to Ahsoka, I got to talk about, um, I've actually played a bunch of stuff that I want to talk about. So real quick, I, I don't know when the last time we recorded was, was I still playing Final Fantasy 16? Uh, yes. And I think you, you right. finished it. I, I'm aware that you finished it, but I think I you finished, finished it well, the last week or so. I finished it. I liked it a lot. I got some beef with, uh, with some of the character choices in it, but overall fantastic game. I don't regret the time I put into it. I finally finished Bayonetta or this is the worst title of a game. Actually, no, this is the second worst title for a game. The, the first worst is the next game I'm about to talk about. Bayonetta Origins, Cereza and the Lost Demon. Played that on Switch. Gorgeous, gorgeous game. 
very cool, very inventive. You don't need to have any experience with Bayonetta at all. It completely stands alone. It's got a lot of nice uh, references and Easter eggs for fans of the series, but otherwise very cool, not difficult, but just like a fun, cool game about a about a young witch who's lost in the woods and befriends a, uh, a demon who takes over her stuffed animal. As you it's great. As one does. It's fantastic. And like I said, it's the second worst title because the first worst title has got to be Immortals of Avium. (laughs) You tell me that's not the worst title of a thing you've heard. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. So this game, I played through this thing over the course of a week. It's a, believe it or not, EA published. And it's a first person magic shooter. It's one of the first AAA games, quote unquote, released in, uh, released in unreal engine five so it's got a bunch of like special fancy effects going on this game was this game was good it's not anything more than like very good i give it a very good out of 10 right that's it like you can't it's not great it's it does everything okay if it wasn't for it looking or being published by ea this game is like the definitive like there were so many of these kind of weird B-tier random first-person shooters that dropped in the PS2, Xbox 360 era, like in those two generations that just kind of disappeared in Xbox One, probably because things got way too expensive. This is definitively one of those. Yet, it looks way more expensive than hmm. one of those. And this thing is probably going to go down as the biggest bomb in EA's history outside of maybe something financially other than maybe um, that Bioware game. What the hell? Anthem. But that probably uh, at least yeah. Re- yeah. That, that at least probably sold a lot, even if people didn't like it. It probably right. sold like it, a lot. Yeah. I think it sold a lot to recoup at least a good chunk of its budget, if not all sure. of it. And they just decided it's not worth it for the for the long haul live service that it wanted to be. This game, dude, I pff, if I guess this thing probably cost about fifty million dollars. All right, wow. I wouldn't be surprised if it's made less than a fifth of that back. Like there is, Ooh. there is no way it came one it's called immortals of avium all right two it's a, ba- it's a it terrible is a, name yeah. it is a magic shooter it is Ugh, it, too much. It, it which doesn't make sense and it's i mean it doesn't make sense but it appeals to people like me because i'm like oh that looks cool and it came out in the busiest time of the year with bangers like starfield yeah uh what is it uh baldur's gate three yeah, Baldur's um, all Gate these 3 games, apparently is like one of the best games ever made is what yeah, I keep all these told. games just yeah. sucking up all the oxygen that nobody wants to talk about other things, let alone a game called Immortals of Avia. Yeah. And, and I'm watching this video and I'm like, yeah, OK, it just it seems like it's someone's like, and what if we did this and this and this and this and this? And you're like, uh, OK, like, yeah, like it's just like they shoved a lot of stuff into a game is what it looks like, yeah. which doesn't mean that it's good. It's like some of the some of the things you look at, you're like, OK, that could be cool. But then it just looks like a mess. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Games like Lies of P came out around the same time as well. Like the amount of stuff that's come out is so like. It's just so, so insane that something like this, this is definitively like. I think even if they just delayed it to February, it would have at least done a little bit better 
because mm. it would have stood out a bit more. Sure. But man, because it's a great, it's a good game to play over a week, right? You play it over a week, you play it over a weekend, whatever. I right. like these kind of games. That's why, I mean, I was attracted to it because it's one of those games that after it's a perfect palate cleanse after Final Fantasy 16, right? I don't want to spend another 50 hours playing an RPG. I want to play something stupid. Great. Yeah. Immortals of Avium doesn't sound like it gets any stupider than that. And it was yeah, exactly look, I, what I, I think, wanted and I had fun. Yeah, I think the main problem is, especially this time of year and when things are busy, is just how much like what's your game budget, right? Like I'd say you're you're a different case because you're, you know, you're in a good position to be able to buy quite a few games and right. use Game Pass and, you know, to to use a lot of the things that are available for you to play a lot of games. But for some people, right, if you buy Baldur's Gate 3 and you're happy with it, you're not going to go seek out anything else. That's the gaming budget, right? You spent it and you're getting good use out of it. So like you said, it's just a bad time to release stuff like this where people are not tired of what the hottest thing is out, right? You want to get them after Christmas. They're like, all right, I've played six months of this. What else is out there? And then this thing pops up and you're like, oh, okay, this is weird, but it looks cool. I'll play it. And then, you know, you get, get yeah. your money that way. So yeah, I'm just watching this. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It just looks like a lot. Yeah, this game came out three days before Armored Core Six. Yeah, again, there's just a lot. Of, I've I've noticed now when I notice that a lot of games have come out, that's how you know it's like because again, I'm not. I wouldn't consider myself a true gamer. Like I, what I didn't talk about is I've, I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing some FPS games. I started playing Titanfall Two again because apparently Titanfall Two has like come back to life. Yeah, because there's a bunch of speculation. Very good. Yeah, there's a bunch of spec. Yeah, and the same thing, right? It was this game got released at the wrong time six years ago and that this game is great i played it i played the campaign again the campaign was a lot of fun it's great it's a great game the the world that they built is awesome i mean they built that whole apex legends thing off of this world and it's great and so there's a lot of rumors of well they're saying something's gonna happen is it another apex legends i've never played apex legend i just look at it and go nah not for me um but if they release another titanfall i'm in oh yeah you and right? me both. So, that campaign is also one of the best. Yeah, again, I, I played the I played the campaign again. That's what I played. Like I finished it, and it's not very long. It takes you, you know, five hours, if if that, if not less. And the campaign's great. Good story, you know, good pace of a campaign is great. You and the Titan are kind of doing a bit of buddy cop thing. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And then I played. I started playing Counter Strike Two, which oh, yeah. one has made me realize how old I am. <laughs> Yeah, I used to love Counter like, Strike. One point like, six—that was my yes, jam. I started playing one point six, and that at this point, I mean, how long ago? That's over twenty years. It's like twenty-five years ago. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is nuts yeah, to think about. Yeah, like, I remember starting Counter. Counter yeah, well, Counter Strike one point six. That was I remember that being new, and that was two thousand. Yeah, so do I. So yeah, yeah so literally me, twenty years ago. <laughs> twenty years ago, nuts. Right, it's crazy. Oh, God. Um, so yeah, I started playing Counter-Strike 2. It's weird because Counter-Strike 2 graphically looks like Team Fortress. Like really? it's a lot the graphics are aren't nearly as kind of gritty and and again, this is me just remembering a game from 2003. It looks a lot more polished. But man, these kids are really good at these games. Like oh, yeah. really good. Where it's like yeah, I like can hold my now. own, but I'm but I'm old, right? Like I mean, just you know, the reaction's not what it was when I was 18. It just ain't, it's just not there. 20 years ago, I could turn around and, and you know, but now I'm just like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a guy dead. Oh, oh, there's a dead. And I'm just like, all right, it's fun. But I'm also just like, I'm, I'm old. And Hon a lot of these kids honestly, are spending are they all of their time playing these games, which is why I'm just like, this is why I don't play first person shooters anymore. Cause it just, 
it's not nearly as fun as it used to be when you just realize like, yeah, I'm just not going to play this stuff at the rate that you have to play to be really good at them anymore. It's just not, it's just not in me. They still got dust. They still got D dust. They do. They've still got dust. Dude. They've got I'm all in. the maps. They've I'm got in. dust. They've got Italy. They've got office. They've got all of them. So download it so we can at least play because it's fun, right? Uh, Playing Counter Strike is it. fun, but make no mistake, I'm getting wrecked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get wrecked too. But apart. I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally in to play some, uh, play some CS two. I yeah. played a little bit of Global Offensive, but I, I'd be yeah, down so did I. I. I think every time a new version comes out, I play it for a couple of weeks and then I put it down. Um, yeah. just like when you we were playing uh, just Halo, right? It- Halo was yeah. fun. No, I'm just playing. I'm playing casual, just because I again. Okay. They've Sweet. got like competitive stuff, and I'm just like, I just don't want to be in that world. Like, I want to be nowhere near that. Because Counter Strike was always the game that people took way too seriously, and now it's yeah. like I can only imagine because there's people playing with rank, and you can sell, you can buy skins and stuff, and the skins are worth a lot of money. And I'm just like, I don't want to make money. Yeah, they resell. The only part shit. of that scary. It's too much. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that those are two games I have been playing. Now I, I want to talk about this game that you played that I watched a video of because, look, yep. to, to be honest, I'll be honest to the people listening to this. Jason sends me quite a few game recommendations, and generally I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool, that's cool, and then I'm like, oh, I don't, and then I just kind of forget. And what I tend to do is when you give me a recommendation, I tend to go to YouTube and I just tend to go look at the trailer because right, I don't want to spoil it. I look at the trailer and I go, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that looks fine. I think I'm, this okay. one was probably the most direct where I'm like, you should play this game. You said you should play this. And I go, oh, okay, cool, cool. And I look up the trailer and I was like, what the, this is, this looks awesome. This is great. So I haven't bought it yet, but this is, this is on my list to buy. As soon as we get off this podcast, I'm going to buy this game. And this game is called Cocoon. Now, without you spoiling it for me, yeah, explain to others why they should play this game. I don't want to because I want I want okay. it to be like well then a how, how about like, I play I, it and then the well next, here's the thing the next, okay here's yeah. here's what I'll say Cocoon is basically the team that made played the team that made Limbo and um oh my god why am I blanking on the other one Limbo and shit play dead is the name of the and and Limbo company. was a real creepy looking game I remember playing Limbo for like five minutes inside. Yeah, so they made limbo inside. and inside okay and then that team basically split up and half went to a company that made a game that was released last year called somerville and then the rest made this game cocoon somerville was fine from what i understand i didn't actually play it but the reviews mm-hmm. were like it's fine cocoon came out and the reviews were all like this is amazing it got like nines and tens across the board and i was like all right and i'll check it out I started playing it on Saturday morning. I finished, this is last Saturday. I started finishing, I finished Immortals of Avium on uh, Friday night and I started Cocoon on Saturday morning at about 10 o'clock. I finished it at uh, like no later than two o'clock with a break for lunch. All right. It was good enough where I could just play it through in one session. It's not very long and I didn't need a guide. I didn't 100% it or anything like that. I mm-hmm. I won't. It's like I looked up how to and I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing any of that shit. Um, it just it's like it's one of these games which has all this extra shit. It's like, uh, no, how the hell would anybody figure this out on their own? Anyway, um, it is a it's a puzzle game. It's like an adventure puzzle game. And it is like immaculately placed, paced, super clever. I, I mean, you already watched a video, but to watch a video would almost spoil that oh shit moment when it happens. Yeah. I was so happy because I didn't know anything about this game other than it's good and it's short 
And I said, all right, cool. Let's check this out. (laughs) So, so the first time you understand the twist of like how the mechanics work, like literally if I could convince you to play it, it goes like this. People probably have game pass. If you don't have game pass, you can get a trial. It's free. And then just play it. And for the first, I don't know, 20 minutes. And that's it. That, That if you don't like it after 20 minutes, if the twist isn't like, oh shit, then forget it. It's not for you. If the twist, if the mechanic hooks you, then and you're like, that was, if you say that was awesome out loud, like I did multiple times, you will be saying it again and again and again. It is really damn cool and clever. And then even when you think, oh, this game can't surprise me again, then it does it again. It's so cool. So yeah, Cocoon, absolutely phenomenal experience. And, um, and it's one where story-wise, I don't know what the hell is going on. You play as like some sort of moth-like <laughs> thing who's like going around uh, picking up balls. But like when you play the, but the gameplay is so interesting and different and clever. It, it's just like certain certain minds can come up with very clever mechanics, yeah. and you're like, and you wonder how did they do that, or right. how did they how did think about think that? that, or you just have a and real then, appreciation for like yes. Like, how did you put this together? Like, you do it, and you'd yeah. be like, man, this is, it's so simple, but it's also not. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, this is really cool. This is, you know, why didn't I think of this in a way? And I've played yeah. games like that where you're like, man, this is just really clever. But then you're like, yeah, you wouldn't think of that because it's really clever. <laughs> it's really right. well Often, Oftentimes, yeah. I think today, a lot of games, they get, you know, the 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 actual impressive part of it comes from the the visuals or the right. you know the the polish the tightness of the controls the feeling of the game and that kind of stuff it's rare that you could legitimately legitimately be impressed by just like pure gameplay mechanics and systems and and just like little aha moments and the fact that they could deliver so many of those over the course of like 3 hours yeah cuz apparently it's not very it, long it's, yeah no that's the thing like i said i finished it in like a few hours one i've in like basically one session and i was never bored i was never frustrated and i never reached for a guide like the one time i thought about it, I'm like i'll just figure out i'm like no no you could you could do this because they always kind of lock you into one specific place so you yeah. always have the tools that you need to do a thing and it's just like and it never feels like you're restrained it just organically happens and you're like holy shit holy shit holy shit like it's just it's it's a really special game and it was it was a great experience. So yeah, I can't I can't recommend it enough. It's phenomenal. All right. Well, next time we do this podcast, we'll talk about it. Great. Um and then the other thing, I started playing Starfield. I don't know what the hell okay. I'm doing in Starfield, but yeah. I'm playing it and I don't know what's going on. I read a tweet today. Um I just realized I got to add this to my uh list here. I read a tweet today and I messaged it. So let me see if I can find it. And it this kind of sums up where I'm at. But we'll see. It's early, and I'm just going to keep mainlining it until it happens. So here was the tweet. It was from Kat Bailey, who uh, who was the yeah she's the IGN news director. So she says, "I've picked up Starfield again since finishing Baldur's Gate three. I've got the Ranger ship, and I'm doing the Mantis quest. I've been to the main areas. I've built an outpost. I'm trucking from one planet to the next, doing quests. Please give me on give me advice on how to have fun in this game." <laughs> I don't think I'm that far as like not having fun. It's very interesting. The world is cool, but man, some of the systems are just like convoluted and the 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 UX is just a little bit too much. It's it's weird, um but I'm enjoying the world to an extent. 
I, I just need to put some more time into it. I'll probably give it like another couple hours. And if I, it's not grabbing me, I'll just move on to the next thing. Cause I got uh cause the next big thing is we got Mario wonder coming in like two weeks, maybe next week. When does that game come out? New 2d Mario game, Mario wonder that comes out. Oh shit. Next Friday, less than a week from go. that. So that's so, awesome. So this game and, has until next week, <laughs> but more importantly, Yakuza. Oh no, wait, sorry. It's like a dragon, the man who erased his name. Now you want to talk about a cool title. That's the opposite of Immortals of Avium. You got like a dragon Gaiden colon, the man who erased his name. That's yeah. a title. Is that a, is that that, a Yakuza game? Fuck yeah, it's a Yakuza game. They've officially <laughs> changed the series name to like a dragon when because uh, uh, it's, it's the seventh one came out. No, I or, or just, I just, or just time, time for a change. Well, they wanted to, I think, streamline because the it's always been like a dragon in Japan. So I think uh, they just okay. wanted to. Yeah, because it's those, Yakuza so. like a dragon. Yeah, OK, gotcha. right. That was when they did the flip. And now it's like a dra- and it used to be like, well, like a dragon's going to be the Ichiban games and they'll be turn based. And then Yakuza will be the Kazuma games, which are brawlers. But then it's like, no, nah, just kidding. Dragon. This new one is actually a brawler. And then when they made like a dragon Ishin, that was also a brawler. Should play so one yeah. of these games because you're like the one oh. person who's like always talking about this thing. I should play one of these. <laughs> I love these games. Actually, if you would play any of them, I would play. Uh, I'd play Yakuza Like a Dragon because that's the that's the turn based RPG. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that might be more your style. Although I did really like Ishin earlier this year. It's an older title. Like it definitely plays more like a PS3 game in all its designs, but. The cool thing about it is that it's all based on historical. It, it's a historical fiction. So all the characters, all the all the people in the game and all the events are real. And it's just like a like a more, you know, fictionalized version of those things. But you look it up, you're like, oh, shit, that's what happened. And this is how they rationalize that event in this world. And it, it's really cool how like I, I legitimately was like, researching things as i was playing the game to learn about this period of japan which was kind of nuts not gonna <laughs> lie uh yeah so that, that was pretty cool but yeah i mean otherwise start with yakuza if it, if anybody really wants to get into the yakuza series my recommendation because people always say start with zero no don't start with zero you start with kiwami because that is a remake of the first title you go yakuza kiwami and then you either go to zero or you go to Kiwami two. And then from there, whatever. Yeah. Because there are so many of these games right now. Yeah. But they're very that's good. That's the thing. It's just like, there's a ton of them. So yeah. the first one's very manageable. Kiwami actually, like if you want something manageable, uh, let's see. I think that game's only like 12 hours. Yakuza Kiwami. And they still hold up, man. Oh, do they still hold up? Yeah. Uh, okay. I lied. It's 18 hours. <laughs> Yeah, 18 so, to 33 hours. Bad, like that could be worse. Yeah, but then what the problem is, and this is what your problem is going to be. There's like in all of these games, there's like this weird mini game, meta game type thing where you have to like either run a business or take over territory. Yeah, it's like it's like Shinmu, you right? You got to you, you don't have, go drive you don't have to do any of that shit, but you will get sucked into it. Yeah, you know, yeah. like in Zero, there's like a whole side story where you run a a, a cabaret, and it's the best. <laughs> it's the yeah. best. It's so good, and you play as a dude with an eye patch. It's awesome. Anyway, uh, all right. Let's talk about let's talk about Ahsoka. For now okay. on, if you if you got this far, we're going to spoil Ahsoka. We have to. I don't think this is a way to talk about it without spoiling it. So we're going to talk about it. You know, 
Uh, he's abroad.com. Follow us, rate us, all that shit. Let's talk about Ahsoka. What did you think? <sighs> I don't know, man. The Star Wars stuff is tough for me because I really, really, really want to like it. Now, look, I, I mean, so objectively looking at this, it's one of the better series, right? Like, I, I think it's better than Obi-Wan. It's better than the last season of The Mandalorian. It's not as good as, um, like, first season of Mandalorian or as good as, um, what's the other one? The one with the crazy episode with all the lights. Oh, Andor. And yeah, Andor. Andor. Oh, right? Andor was awesome. So, like, it's it's fine, right? And I think Rosario Dawson's really good. I, again, my problem was it's a lot of, that last episode I really liked. I, I just think it's too many, like, it's expecting me to know more than I do. And I don't think it sucked me in enough to really care about a lot of the characters in the way that I think I would have if I would have watched this cartoon of, you know, 10 seasons and all this other stuff and how it ties into Anakin's story and the Clone Wars and all this stuff, right? Like, I just, it just, it just didn't suck me in that way. But it's one of the better Star Wars series. I, I liked it a lot. So, and yeah, so like, in my opinion, if you like Star Wars, you're going you're gonna to love this. But for me, it just didn't catch me. And none of the Star Wars stuff has really caught me in a way that I was kind of hoping that it would as they've expanded this universe, as they tried to do more than just, hey, here's a movie every three years until we take a 10-year break. So, yeah, I don't know. That's my general feeling. Like, I don't necessarily need to keep watching more of this. When it pops up, I watch it and I move on. But I don't, again, it didn't suck me in to feel like I was really invested in the story the way that I was hoping to. Hmm. That's how I feel. Yeah, interesting, because I'm like you. I never watched any of the I, I think I watched like the first three episodes of Clone Wars. I'm like, maybe I could do this. And then I watched these episodes I'm like, no, I can't. Yeah, so I'm never going to watch this. Time is that. It's and then it's Rebels and it's all this other shit. I'm like, I'm not watching any of these. But I actually think the show did a very good job of just introducing you to characters. And if you look at it as a lot of these shows and as a lot of movies do, like a lot of movies will bring you to the middle of a story. I mean, that's kind of how, Yeah. Um, I mean, that that's what the original Star Wars is, right? Like it kind of brings you into the, like, who the hell is this guy? What's he doing? What's that about? And I thought they did a good job of like giving fan service to the people who know these characters, but also appealing to people like me who are like, who are all these randos? Who's Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character? And right. why am I just seeing Mary, Eliz- Mary Elizabeth Winstead? I think that's the that's probably the biggest problem with this is I was less disconnected by the fact that I didn't know who these characters were and more so taken out of it by it's like, who's that? Is that her? Yeah, it's her. Right. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. And then, and I thought Rosario Dawson, like she was good, but she wasn't given much to do. I don't know why, but Star Wars has this weird, or maybe it's just Dave Filoni and how he treats these shows. I don't think he really wants to do a titled character show. No, he wants to just make the star Wars show yes, and keep exactly. the story yeah, yeah. going. And yep. in that sense, it's very good. Like I enjoyed right, it because exactly. I think Rosario yeah. Dawson's probably one of the worst parts about the show. And she's yeah, which not is interesting. Bad. Like she's not bad, but yeah, like again, like she's all the other stuff in the show. Boring. Right. She's kind of boring in it. Right. And her and her stupid hat. I, I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. It's a, it's a dumb hat. It's a weird character design. It, it looks fine. And, cartoons but man it's a live action thing it i never got it's over how weird, weird her character was. Weird. and again like she's um, real stoic yeah. as a character and it's not yeah you know and, and again there's not really a sidekick in a way like the mandalorian right the mandalorian stoic don't see his face but with that is sort of the the baby yoda side of it and that's like right like she just didn't really have a counterpart that you were really like okay i really care about both these characters together they make a good team right it was kind of like all right, you're just kind of this this stoic badass that runs around and gets stuff done. You're like, okay, cool. 
and I thought she played it very well, but I, but I'm kind of with you. It's not like I was like, man, I got to see more content. It's like, yeah, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, but I there. Okay, so there's that episode where Hayden Christensen shows up, and I thought that was a very cool episode because it explains a bit about their backstory and that kind of stuff. But he keeps calling her Snips, and I'm like, why does he do that? So I looked it up yeah. why he does it, and it was because she was very like snippy and talkative. And I'm like, well, wait, how come we don't get any of that? Right. Where's the Where's the Snips version of this character? Is she just not that because of everything that happens in a show that we don't see anymore? Like that was that's weird. I would have liked to see a more fun version of that character but i that's not the story it's telling so for that i'll forgive it i did i love all this supporting stuff going on though like it's a shame obviously sad because he passed away in general but ray stevenson was such like a cool presence yeah man they probably had some crazy shit planned for this guy like i just like the idea of having this like huge this huge villain Right. of a character like huge as in like physically imposing you don't get yeah, it, those i kind mean of honestly it made Sith you feel like darth Jedi. vader again right yeah darth vader exactly. also had sort yeah. of that physically imposing and it's like man how are you gonna beat this guy like it seems like this is kind of effortless and it's very well you know his plan is not necessarily bad it's just like he's like every time i show up i'm gonna stop you from doing the thing you want to do as much as i can so yeah, yeah. it's interesting Totally. It was it was very cool. I thought his apprentice character was great. Although they it's just like for whatever reason, for whatever reason, and this has got to also be like a Filoni thing, he can't help but doing some of the corniest shit yeah. all the time. And that goes for the last shot when the apprentice shows up and raises her lightsaber for like this group of wandering people. It's like, why did you <laughs> you're like yeah. this this hero on the hill? It's like if I was any of those people, I'd be like, who are you? Like, what? And then, like, because there's no established relationship between them other than they were on a hunting party together. And and then you have the, um, what was the other thing? Oh, my God, that moment where the three, you had, like, Ezra, the Sabine, and, yeah, and Ahsoka, just yeah. literally. So they're assaulting the tower. They're going after the blue dude. And then, and the first shot they show is just these three characters just standing there twirling lightsabers. Like, yeah. just it's the most awkward scene. And it's only probably 10 seconds, but that's literally 10 seconds too long for that shot that they show. I, and it's so weird. And then it turns into one of the best sequences of the show, which is great. Crazy. And like, even like the zombie, like, the, like, you know, we're spoiling this. So, like, the yeah. zombie part at the end, I kind of just joked and just said Love zombie it. stormtroopers. And I was first like, this is a little corny. But then I was like, you know what? You got to give them credit for doing something different, right? Because like, tracks. there's not much, there's not much like mysticism in Star Wars to that level, right? Like, you obviously have the Force and what that means, but you don't have like this necromancer raising the dead really in Star. Like, right? Th- that doesn't really exist in that universe. Well, you do. Okay, so that's it. Wasn't jarring for me because I played the uh, the respawn games. Force. Um, so what is it? Jedi Survivor was this year's. And Jedi, um, a fallen order was the first right. one. And one of the characters is someone from Darth Mir. Like she's one of those witch characters. Right. And she's like one of the best characters in the game. And as a result, you get a glimpse of that kind of stuff. So when they did that, I was like, oh, that's cool. That's a cool use of that, hmm. of that race of people and how they operate. So yeah, when you see the witches, then you see stormtroopers, you're like, yeah all right fuck yeah let's do this let's do the zombie right. thing hell yeah i'm all yeah. for it and i don't care about zombies but i'm like this is this is fun and different i'm down and then you had like those really cool designs like that guy with the crazy face mask like they they did some yeah. cool stuff with the lore that you haven't seen before so when they do that it's like 
it's good for the same reasons why Andor is good. Hmm. It doesn't in that it like kind of does different stuff with the universe, even if it still falls into some of the like if I, if all that shit didn't exist before with Clone Wars and that stuff, this show would still be good and stands on its own. Yeah, again, I, I, I'm not saying it's bad. Like, it was one of the better ones, but just in general, right? Like, I, I think because they want us to see all these things as one total package, right? Like, I think that would be Disney's choice of you kind of look at all the Star Wars, right? You're, you're a consumer of all of it, right? And it it's all the ties into show. the stories. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which is why you have, you know, there's a, there's a Skywalker lurking somewhere in the background of your show or yeah. Leia is doing something, right? You know, there's just always, I mean, three, C-3PO shows up, right? Like, it's always, that's what it is, right? It's a Star Wars show, as, as you said. Yeah. But like, so like, like Andor, yeah. this is another one of those shows where I'm watching. I'm like, God damn it. This would have been a better. This should have been a movie. Yeah. There's so much cool moments here that it was like, man, I would have liked to see that on a big screen. Like that whole that whole episode where she was having that flashback and talking to, you know, yeah, to that was cool. And I, like, I like that. That's uh, cool. Yeah. I'm like, that was so cool. The effects were cool. It looked great for it, for, especially for a TV show. And a Disney Plus show at that because there have been some questionable moments, right. and and like he was actually really good, yeah. and it was like a lot of redemption for him in the prior movies. So it's like, dude, if you're down for this, and everybody else is down for this, like, come on, let's let's cut this shit up and put it in a movie. This yeah. is good stuff. Yeah. So I, yeah. I was a little, I'm disheartened by that. Same thing with Andor. It's like Andor could have been two movies, and it would have been awesome. This could yes. have been yeah. a movie. And it probably would have been better if all these, if these like, what was it, like eight episodes, some weird number like that. Yeah. If you made this into a tight, like two and a half hour yeah, movie. Basically, yeah, basically. If you were able to edit it quite a bit. And, but that's again, but that, that's my hard. thing as well. Yeah, I don't think that's hard, done right? And again, I think that's maybe why, like, you know, a lot of this stuff would exist better in, you know, three, five act films. Or, you know, or sorry, three, three act or five act types of films, right? Where you got, you know, either it's three hours long and there's kind of five separate acts and kind of a middle that's kind of lulls, but then picks back up again. Or it's just three solid acts for two hours. Like a lot of this stuff, I think you're right. It just fits better as films. But when you make me watch a TV show, there's a lot of filler in this. There's yeah. a lot of, you know, especially in The Mandalorian, there's a lot of Monster of the Week, which you're like, yeah, this is great. But then afterwards, like, you expect me to remember some of the stuff that happens in the other shows. It's just real. It like my I, it doesn't hold my attention the yeah. way that other things have. The um, other, so, yeah. It's, the other yeah. thing that this did that was that I really liked as a Star Wars show, it felt the most classic Star Wars as any mm. of any of the shows. Once those, like, shell people showed up, I'm like, yeah. hell yeah. Like this is this is classic Lucas shit. Like this is the yeah. kind of stuff yeah, that yeah, he yeah. would do. This is right. awesome. And they and didn't again, like, like you said, if it was a film, you get this little quirky, you know, race of creatures doing their thing and like, you know, it's part of the film. It's like a good 20 minutes, 20 30 minutes of the film. Yeah. Instead of a they're whole the, episode of it, right? <laughs> so Yeah, they're the Ewoks or the Jawas. Yeah, exactly. It's like there's yeah. something like that. It's like they're they're just like, "Oh, here's another random race of things." And it, it was like that perfect level of whimsy that you would get in those, you know, in, um, you know, New Hope or Return of the Jedi. It was, it was great. I, right. I thought, uh, yes, there was a lot of really high highs. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Even if, even if you never saw the Mandalorian or that kind of stuff, it does a good job of standing on its own as well. Which yeah. is cool. I also watched the first episode of Loki, but we only have to talk about that. Yeah. We can talk, we can talk about that next week. Yeah. Cause I, I liked watched it. it yet, so. Overall, I liked it. I'll say that. Cool. All right. All righty. Let's call it there. It's late. I've been up since uh, 6 a.m. And uh, right. look at that. A little midweek podcast action. Not going to lie. All this water drinking. I uh, I got to pee. There you go. All righty.
yeah. So there you go. We did it. Back. Try to do this a little more frequently. I think we get back to yeah, the. Uh, I think we can to the to the to the schedule as it is. Um, and yeah, like I said before, he's abroad.com. See all the links. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Uh, do the other things and uh, review us on iTunes and Spotify. I guess you can review us there as well. It all helps. Till next time. Ah, uh, shuck it, duck it now.